Hey, hey guys. guys! Thanks for pressing play. I'm Seb. I'm A. And we are back again for Red Flags, Green Flags, Part 2! <laughs> yeah, so we're posting a bit earlier, right? For Valentine's. Yeah, we thought since the theme was relationships and love for yourself mm-hmm. and others, it would be great to coincide with this awfully commercialized day. <laughs> That is meant to celebrate love. Mm -hmm. So we will be going through some responses we didn't get to go through last time. There's still Mm -hmm. quite a lot of great points some people made and shared with us. We would love to share with you guys as well. Yeah. Um, But with a little spin on it. No, it's. (laughs) I'm not going to spin the thing. (laughs) And to talk about Valentine's Day a little bit. Yeah. And what it means, where it started Mm -hmm. from, what's it like today, I guess. Yeah, just a little unpacking as as much unpacking as we can do i guess but okay shall we get right into it (laughs) yes let's right so as much as we talked about um relationships you know not being limited to romantic ones including like friendships and stuff like that we didn't really touch the topic of like parental relationships if you will your parents Mm -hmm. and like, we're going to discuss this in the most respectful way because, you know, everyone deserves respect regardless of the dynamic of the relationship. But we do need to address some red flags that tend to occur in parental child relationships. Mm-hmm. And one of the responses we got was that um, some parents or like some people don't respect your boundaries, especially parents who don't tend to see you as your own person that is i think very true Mm -hmm. um i don't know if it's a stereotype i mean we know the stereotype asian parents are strict and like white parents are not right they're the cool parents (laughs) yeah are they really though uh find out in another episode (laughs) but yeah but i think it's definitely not a mystery Mm -hmm. this thing where parents don't see you as your own person either sometimes or often, whether they're putting their expectations of career onto you or like your academic achievements or your hobbies or your own relationships, your friends. I think it ranges how much a parent controls their child, but um, just because they are your parents doesn't mean they won't be crossing your boundaries sometimes. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Like, of course, it is necessary to come in and protect your child. But like this person said, sometimes they see you... As like an extension of themselves rather than yourself as an... Like an individual. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure like they don't intend... They, they don't intentionally do that. It's just, I guess, parentings, if you will. Yeah, like parents or older generations didn't always have the resources we do now about like, mm-hmm. you know, boundaries and healthy relationships and expectations of other people. They just like do what their parents did or what society accepted as normal Mm -hmm. Uh, but that can be really harmful for us as children yeah it can like traditions for the sake of tradition rather than for health or the well-being of your child oh yeah i think we all know at least one person or we're likely to know at least one person who goes through that with their parent Mm -hmm. i definitely do know at least one yeah quite a few actually (laughs) (laughs) but it's not to say like you know, we despise our parents for doing so. It's just that being our own people, we would like our boundaries to be respected a bit more. Yeah, everyone everyone deserves 
respect yeah. the boundaries. Like your boundaries apply to everyone in your life. Yeah, you just can't control a person the way you want to in a way that mm-hmm. serves you. Yeah. And you can't be mad at them for not being comfortable or for not liking a certain Something thing. That you want yeah. them to like. Yeah. Yeah. And like when they come to you stating that they're not comfortable with something or they were unhappy about something that might have happened. You need to take that seriously. Yes, definitely. It's like all relationships, of course. Yeah. If someone's like, I didn't like that, then they didn't like that. Mm -hmm. You can't be like, why didn't you like that? Like, I'm fine with it. Like, okay, good for you that you're fine with that. But that doesn't mean everyone else has to live by the same standards. Mm -hmm. So someone else was talking about in friendships, sometimes they can be pushovers. They can be pretty toxic Ooh. because even your friends can be bullies sometimes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, basically, this person's story is quite sad. Like, they had been friends for years, but there mm-hmm. was always this dynamic where one person was like a bully, would always like guilt trip that person. And the thing is, this person would say that they were friends. They were like, oh, he would justify this bully's behavior because they were friends. No. But... Basically, this person would never respect their boundaries, like their religious beliefs or like being in places they didn't want to be or doing things Mm -hmm. they didn't want to do. They would like guilt trip and bully and just generally be really toxic. That's not a friend. Like if if it wasn't clear already, (laughs) friends don't do that. You shouldn't do that. If you're doing that right now, you should stop. Cut it out. Yeah. You're too grown for this. No, yeah. I mean, like, most of our listeners are above the age of 18, so, like, you're definitely too grown for this, if you're listening. Yeah. Other people are not you. Mm-hmm. And you can't force them to do things they don't want to do. I think maybe, well, in this person's case, like, I guess sometimes people try to control others. Again, we talked about insecurity last time, but, mm. like, you try to make people do stuff to compensate for, like, your sense of loss inside yourself you know like when you're not complete i guess you expect the people closest to you to like fill that gaping hole Ooh, that's very problematic yeah sometimes you are the toxic person yeah and as unfortunate as that may be it's never too late you can detox yourself yeah and be a better person do better do better and because it's valentine's day so You know, self-respect and self-love also means holding yourself accountable. It's not just about having a nice face mask tonight or it's not just about (laughs) watching a great movie you love, which is all great and is a form of self-care. But sometimes self-care is uncomfortable. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's reflecting on your mistakes, going through the kind of painful past in which you have hurt somebody else and owning up to it. That is self-care too. Definitely. I guess people don't really talk about that. No. You never hear people saying that. But we are. Haha. Yeah. We are right now. <laughs> yeah, like self-care is reflecting mm-hmm. and making sure you're not harming others because you've got something unresolved. Yeah. Which again, a lot of people were saying. Um, someone said, ah, yes. Someone said they used their childhood trauma as an excuse for bad behavior. Ooh. So this person said that the person... I mean, the respondent said this person mm-hmm. was like 26 years old okay, and would use their childhood trauma as an excuse for all the harmful things they were doing or like their bad behavior. And it's That's like... messed up. Yeah, like you... Okay, great. You know you have a problem. Now do something about it. Yeah. Not use it as an excuse. Like, how does that make you feel better? It's, it's just there. 
you're you're wallowing in it. You're aware that you have been really impacted by this thing that happened in your childhood. Pity party for one. Yeah, like definitely it's it's really unfortunate that you had to go through that. But how long are you going to live with that for? Yeah, and we're not saying that recovery and healing has like a specific time limit. Like it'll be over in two weeks. Just go to a therapy session and it'll be fine. Like no, we're not <laughs> yeah. saying that. We're just saying um, stop using it as an excuse mm-hmm. to hurt others. Yeah, it doesn't warrant you the right to be toxic to other people and kind of... Or harm anyone. Yeah, and like, quote-unquote, get revenge for what's been yeah, done to like, you. Yeah, like, my life sucked, now your life is gonna suck too. Like, huh? Yeah, make it make sense. Why? <laughs> okay, and there were other stuff, mm-hmm. like, when they start big fights over small things. Ooh. Or, you know, nitpicking the smallest things that would otherwise be fine if that person was fine. So again, I think this comes from, like, lack of self-awareness. Yeah. If you don't, like, realize how you're behaving... Like, when you're in a bad mood, you, be- you do become more sensitive to things. Mm-hmm. And, like, you might take it out on another person. So it's important that you regulate yourself. And if you're on the other end, if you're, like, that person's friend or their partner or their child, you need to be able to recognize when somebody's, like, not okay. Yeah. And, like, understand it's nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. Mm-hmm, absolutely. It's really not your fault, your responsibility or whatever. Unless it is. Unless because you were the toxic person. Ooh, that's true. <laughs> Very good point. It's a cycle. <laughs> okay, we're not going to get into that. Uh, At least not in this episode. But basically, hold yourselves... If everybody just held themselves accountable respectfully mm-hmm. and held their own boundaries firmly, the world would be a better place. Yeah. Your relationships would be a lot better. Absolutely. Like knowing when to walk away from people, not be around people. Mm-hmm. Either because you're being harmed or you are harmful. Self-awareness is key. Okay, and before we move on, um, (laughs) we've been asked to elaborate a bit more (laughs) about not wearing a seatbelt being a red flag. (laughs) (laughs) So someone said, oh, someone's a bit mad we didn't explain that. And um, so our deepest apologies for that. So the explanation is, basically, if he doesn't wear a seatbelt, he doesn't care about his safety. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't care about yours. Yeah. And that's very valid. Like, it sounds like, what? What do you mean not wearing a seatbelt is a red flag? But, like, if you really think about it... Yeah, I guess points it is. Were like, made. It shows. <laughs> I guess it's sort of the same with, like, littering. Ooh, or yeah. being rude to other people. Yeah. It's like, like, where are your values? Being rude to the waiter? Why is that even a thing? Since when did people find waiters to be, like, a lower form of life? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and other people were like, how they treat those they don't like. So I think some people get pretty classist. And by classist, I mean people they believe are of a lower income group. And they judge people based Mm -hmm. on that. Hence, like, sexist based on sex and classist based on class difference. Mm -hmm. So, um... Yeah, I know. Okay, I don't know, no. But I have heard, and so this is potentially true, I'm not saying that it is, that some people used to like... Okay, I think we know at least one person who shouts at a waiter, but I think someone once like threw money at them. <gasps> like threw what? money in their face. Yeah. That's so rude. What? Like, I don't know who you think you are to be throwing money at other people. Yeah. Like that's peak classism. Like you think, they're, you think they want your money that bad, they'll accept it in any disrespectful form. Oh my God. I have like, I don't know what to say. That's so freaking rude. What? <gasps> they treat people 
so rudely like they're beneath them like damn we're all gonna die at the end of the day yeah like you're not gonna bring your money to the grave everyone says that but like you're gonna rot and smell just the same (laughs) yeah depending on your religious beliefs Yes, very good disclaimer. But yeah, no. If you do that, you are disgusting. <laughs> yeah. And there was um, some other thing about like, okay, not that similar, but someone said, mm-hmm. look at who they choose to surround themselves with. Mm. And I think this is so true. So like, you know, sometimes you have a friend or like, you know, a person and then they're, they're friends with really awful people or questionable people. And then mm-hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, but I'm not like them. I'm like, yeah, but then you have friends who do bad things and you say nothing about it. What does that say about you? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Like it shows that you can't stand up for value. So how are you going to stand up for me? If the time comes. It's a very good one. Yeah, it's so true. I remember that thing someone said, like, don't don't go for someone's potential. Like, oh, they might potentially support me when things go bad. I mean, if they have surrounded themselves with bad company, mm-hmm. rude people. This whole time. Then like, yeah, what are the chances they're going to be good to you when the time comes? Mm-hmm. Or something goes wrong, you know? Yeah. As the saying goes, your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm-hmm. Leaving it at that. Speaking of bad friends, um, someone said, A red flag is when they are talking shit. And I quote, I'm not the one sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I quote, if they talk shit about others 99.9%, there's a 99.9% chance they are talking shit about you too. Ooh. Yeah, like some people's relationships are sustained off of gossip alone. Yeah. Like that's not sustainable. No. And yeah, it's risky because they might be talking bad about you too. Mm-hmm. I definitely know groups where like they just all talk bad about each other. I've definitely known groups like that. Um, They appear like such a close front on the outside, but their relationships are not healthy because they're just all talking shit about each other. Yeah, and it's really interesting if you think about it because like you're not a part of that group, Mm -hmm. but you know that they talk crap about each other. Yeah. Like it leaked out and you're not even that close. You're not remotely close to them, but you know. No, and sometimes it'd be like somebody directly from that group telling me. And I'm like, I don't want to (laughs) know. Yeah. This sounds like stuff I shouldn't know. Sometimes it's so personal Mm -hmm. about like other people's lives or like their family problems. And I'm like, I do not want to know. Yeah. I I shouldn't be told this information. Yeah, because like what if some... Like imagine you did the same about me one day. Yeah. And it feels like even though you're not the one telling it and you're being told the information, it feels like you're violating their privacy. Like I didn't ask for this. I feel bad. Stop, please. It's like, I didn't walk on you. I didn't, I wasn't the person who walked in on someone naked, but it's like, I'm being showed a photo of what happened. Oh my God. Very scary. I'm like, I don't want to look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, as an analogy, that didn't actually happen. <laughs> but yeah, it's very indicative of what kind of person that person is. Oh, this is a very interesting one though. Mm-hmm. It says, can't stop telling you how perfect you are. Ooh. So I, I did ask I did ask for clarification on this mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, did you mean like when somebody overwhelmingly compliments you mm-hmm. without like checking how you feel mm-hmm. about being overwhelmed sometimes? Yeah. So I was a bit confused as well, but yeah, that was a sort of explanation. Interesting. Interesting. I guess like read the room. Yeah. And I guess like like does that show that the person who says that has some kind of obsession with perfection oh yeah i guess perfection is not a compliment i guess although it it conventionally like it tends to sound quite nice Mm -hmm. pretty normal as a compliment yeah wow okay okay there's someone who said um (laughs) once 
their boyfriend asked them out as like a second thought because they were like on the way back home from work stuck in a traffic jam mm-hmm. and so they went out on a date <laughs> and then after the date they asked their parents to send them to come pick them up and send, instead of sending them home huh <laughs> <laughs> very interesting that is kind of weird <laughs> it's like oh kind of lazy can you get your mom to come pick you up like huh excuse me <laughs> what are we eight <laughs> I guess the way she was phrasing it was like, it was a situation where the boyfriend seemed just like a pretty lazy person who treats them as an afterthought mm-hmm, mm-hmm. rather than genuinely not having the opportunity to send someone back home. Yeah. Like, In I which mean, case, that's totally fine. He asked her out as like a second thought. So that's... That's rude. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Ooh, another one that I found quite interesting mm-hmm. is... Saying, I love you too fast. Oh, yeah. I guess that is a bit like sus. Yeah. Would you really classify this as a red flag, though? Saying, I love you too fast. Okay, definitely not on the level of like abuse or gaslighting. Yeah. But I think it's a, yeah, maybe like a pink, no. It could be like a little warning sign. Which I guess is what a red flag is. True. So, um, yeah, I guess not all red flags have to be super urgent serious like you don't have to leave a relationship only when you have a majorly bad thing happening yeah again i guess it plays into your boundaries as well like if any of these things cross your boundaries then you have every right to leave yeah i guess the thing about saying i love you too fast it shows perhaps emotional unintelligence like a person who's just going off of their first instincts Mm -hmm. or like their hormones or like They have no experience or they don't know how to like consider relationships Mm -hmm. with more thought. It's just like you fall hard and fast without considering. Like a relationship is more than just your feelings or your hormonal instinct, you know? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, I think we, you shouldn't necessarily trust somebody who falls too hard too fast. True, true. That's a very good point. It shows they haven't thought about themselves or like what this relationship could mean with you or Mm -hmm. whether you'd be okay with it or whether it's right or not. Yeah. Whether it's going to be healthy or positive. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Very nice. This person also said, mm-hmm. if they have cheated before, that's a red flag. Oh, yeah. Like, I know people change and that's good. But especially if it's kind of soon, huh? Mm. Like, they just cheated on someone and then now they're with you. Yeah. Like, you, you got to be wary before mm-hmm. committing. Like, not to say, like, no, you know, maybe you, like, there's something this person has done that kind of makes you feel like, oh, they might have changed. But don't put all of your trust in yet. Yeah, because as quote-unquote normal as cheating is, like, it's not, it shouldn't be normal. Yeah. It's not very nice. No. It exhibits that they can't commit to somebody or they don't know how to fulfill promises. Yeah. How do you know they're not going to disappoint you too? Right. I guess everyone falls in love with this romantic idea like, oh, they will change for me. I'll I'll be the exception. (laughs) Like, how common is that, right? Oh, the good old romance novel trope. But yeah, again, don't go for potential, guys. Mm -hmm. You deserve much more than that. So we do have a few more before we move on to green flags. Um, This one's also another interesting one. Um, This person said everyone has a red flag, but it depends on what is bearable for you. So they're basically Mm. implying that red flags can be subjective, which I completely agree with. Yeah, yeah. Again, boundaries, you know. Mm -hmm. Again, (laughs) self-reflection. Yeah. What are your boundaries? Yeah. These are all very tightly knit, if you think about it. But I guess the dangerous thing about saying some red flags are okay with you is that 
especially if you're in a relationship where the power dynamic is really extreme mm. or like you are used to being taken advantage of emotionally or physically like when you are already vulnerable in a relationship the more likely you are to excuse things oh, so yeah. just be careful where you think you are saying things are okay like are you sure they're okay or have you just gotten used to them mm-hmm. or are you saying they're okay out of fear i guess you need to periodically check yeah again self-reflect <laughs> if you don't i mean google's there for a reason mm. i know it's not the most liable source but if you don't feel comfortable telling your friends or talking to someone about it it would be good to just kind of do a little google searching or use Ecosia, where you can search to plant trees. Oh, this message yes. is not sponsored. I wish it was. <laughs> Ecosia.org. <laughs> yeah. Set it as your default search engine. Plant some trees. <laughs> like, while we're on the topic of being vulnerable, right? And having someone sort of emotionally take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. So someone said a big red flag is when they harm they threaten to harm themselves if you leave. Oh, yeah. Big red that is flag. so awful. Yep. Like, I know, unfortunately, know too many people who have gone through that. Mm-hmm. Like, they feel so trapped. Because they're like, if you leave, I'm going to hurt myself. Or if you leave, I'm going to K-word myself. Yeah. That's, that's so awful. not okay under any circumstance. This is non-negotiable. Yeah, like, stop expecting people to save your life. Mm-hmm. Just because you can't handle it yourself. Or you like learn yeah like, i'm not saying suicidal people like i'm not judging their situation but yeah of course not i will judge you if you are depending on somebody mm-hmm. trapping them in your toxic relationship yeah to comfort yourself like stop that's gross if you're literally sucking the life out of the other person just to try and keep yourself afloat then that's not okay yeah then. you don't love that person enough as much as you say you do. If you really love that person, then you would learn other ways to cope and deal with your problems rather than being overly dependent. Yeah. Or making someone bond to you out of trauma. Mm-hmm. I think that's what trauma bonding is. I might be wrong, but it's like where <laughs> you bond from trauma. <laughs> <laughs> like you go, you two go through something so traumatic together. Mm-hmm. You feel like hooked to them. And then when something nice happens in your relationship, it makes you like forget everything else. It makes you like tolerate everything else because you're so dependent on the good times. Yeah. Even though the good times don't happen nearly as often as the bad ones, you're still kind of... It's an exception rather than the norm. Okay. This one I really like. And I stand by this a thousand percent. I mean, I I stand by the other ones as well, of course, a thousand percent. (laughs) But like this one is, is a good one. And this person said... Um, being intimidated by your intelligence and success because you're smart. Ooh. Oh. Okay, I'm just going to throw this one in because it, mm-hmm. I think it sort of ties in and someone said, when they always think they're right. Oh, God. I think, I think they both come under the umbrella term of like arrogance. Mm-hmm. So when someone can't stand that you're right or you're smart or you're successful. You're better than them. Although you never like push that agenda onto others, people can still react that way. Yeah. Because they're insecure. That sounds like a them problem. <laughs> it's not a you problem. So... It has everything to do with them yeah. and nothing to do like, with you. keep thriving. Good for you. You're intelligent. You're, you're successful. You're smart. Be a boss. Some people can't keep up and choose to be bitter about mm-hmm. it. Some people will be inspired and learn. Yeah. And grow with you. Some people will try to tear you down. Yeah. Don't stick around the people who can't stand your power in a good way not like a, an abusive power dynamic type of way <laughs> but like you know what i mean <laughs> someone added 
when a partner stops reacting or giving attention mm. is a red flag. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many of you like reading fanfics or imagines, okay? <laughs> but, like, the cold boyfriend trope is not cute. <laughs> I see that way too much. Don't ask me how. But, like, <laughs> I see that everywhere. <laughs> Why? Is it, that's not healthy. It's always like a, yeah, my boyfriend, he's very not affectionate towards me. He never really says I love you or he never really outwardly shows his affection towards me. But it's okay because I know deep down he loves me. And that's just who that's he is. That's a little is. too deep. No. That's a little too deep down. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's got to bring it up a little for, bit. Yeah. <laughs> bring it up a lot. Yeah. Um, of course, it's not just limited to boyfriends. Also girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Also friends. Yeah. Also parents. You should always show your appreciation freely show your affection everybody yeah life's too why short. aren't you just do it affection is good for you and it's good for others mm-hmm. especially when the other person's love language is like words of affirmation or like quality <laughs> time you know it's <laughs> pay attention to your to your loved ones before it's too late that, that's that good advice kind of oh i didn't i didn't think of death i thought like when they left oh. you or something. Uh, <laughs> take take it how you will. It's free range. Okay. So all in all, this does bring us to our last one. It's not a red flag per se, mm-hmm. but it was on the topic. And it's like, you need to know what a toxic relationship looks like and what a red flag may look mm-hmm. like. As you may have realized, they show up in so many different ways. Um, I guess if you just remember the core principles of like, boundaries and mm-hmm. yeah basically boundaries <laughs> yeah for yourself and others you should be good mm-hmm. educate yourselves because you deserve to know what a healthy relationship looks like and what it doesn't so look like what does a healthy relationship look like oh i'm glad you asked okay <laughs> so we're, we're reading off of the same chart as we did in part one uh-huh. and one of them says self-reflective Ooh. meaning someone that is self-reflective basically this is hmm, sounds familiar mm-hmm. where, where did we hear or come across that <laughs> but yeah self-reflection everyone needs to be self-reflective like there's no way to not go about it yeah this is not to say you should spend all your days overthinking and like critically assessing yourself to an unhealthy way but like oh oh yeah self-awareness is a real game changer to your relationships it really is it helps so much in your relationship with yourself, too. Mm, and that will set the tone for all your relationships. Yeah, I think it's like RuPaul who says, like, if you don't love yourself, how are you, how are you ever going to love somebody else? Because if, if you don't hate mm. yourself, mm-hmm. how would you hate other people? Mm-hmm. Like, I know there are some people that are I like... butchering that. <laughs> <laughs> I know there are some people who say that, oh, if you wait to love yourself before you get into a relationship, you know, like, how are you going to grow with that person? Or I know there's like an argument about that, but I personally Mm -hmm. believe that like self-love is the key to all sorts of love. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you don't have to wait to reach some peak enlightenment, so self-aware you start levitating off the ground kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, you can't go wrong when you invest in yourself. And when the time Mm -hmm. comes that you do invest with somebody else in any kind of relationship, it's going to pay off. Yeah. And I mean, relationships exist in our life regardless of whether we want them to or not. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. like, we already have people in our lives. So... 
it's never too late to start reflecting. Mm-hmm. Very true. I actually don't have the chart. Uh, can you just read off some more? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Um, another one is, oh, when they have healthy hobbies. What would you say is a healthy hobby? Mm, well, quite literally, I would say sports. but i guess like basically any kind of i guess i'm not that healthy (laughs) red flag um yeah i'd say like healthy hobbies kind of comprises of anything they enjoy doing Uh as long as it's not toxic i guess healthy hobbies make sense because um it just speaks of whether they have a balanced life or not yes that's definitely like, it. You are what you surround yourself with. So, you know, if you're surrounded with a lot of negative or bad things, then mm-hmm. you're likely to absorb that. Yeah. And it's good that they have things they do in their own personal time. So you mm-hmm. still are your own people and you don't function only when you're together. Mm-hmm. That sounds because excellent. Over-dependence, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like codependence yeah. on your partner is not good on anyone. Your best friend, your parent, yep, yep. your child maybe. I don't yep. know. I don't have a child, but... I guess that could happen, you know? Relationships. Mm-hmm. I thought like, I guess that could happen, that I could have a child. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Okay, another one is when they honor your boundaries. So this is basically just sounding like the opposite of all the red flags. <laughs> yeah, who knew? Who'd have thought? <laughs> but it'd be like that. Yeah. It's it's not that complicated, to be honest. Yeah. Just anyone who respects your boundaries. They not just like mm-hmm. know of it, but honor it, like respect it, treat it like the golden line. Yeah. They should treasure your well-being, not just mm-hmm. kind of know it exists and maybe yeah, but still mess around like with ignore it. it. Yeah, oh God. yeah. Again, it doesn't matter how big or how small your boundaries are. You're entitled to them a hundred percent, and everyone else should respect that too. Mm-hmm. Ooh, there's one. Uh huh. It's vulnerability. Ooh, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. I would like to share something. Yes, please. Some people think it's okay. To not talk about their feelings, especially, and, and this is in my experience, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to guys. Oh, yeah. It does happen to the girls too, like definitely. I, I do have girlfriends mm-hmm. and girl figures um, who do that, but it tends to be more so with guys. Um, and I've had even guy friends mm-hmm. share that they have felt reluctant or they only go to a female friend about it. That basically guys feel like they don't have as many outlets to share their feelings or to cry and be vulnerable. Like, it's not okay. When it should be okay. Like, guys have feelings as much as girls Girls, do. like, we all cry. Mm-hmm. Crying is good for you. It is. So, yeah, if somebody's able to be vulnerable, it means that they're healthy with their own emotions. They're not ashamed of it. They don't keep it suppressed. Mm-hmm. It means that you're more likely to solve it productively. Mm-hmm. And I think some guys may not feel that way, which is really sad and tragic. Yeah. Toxic really masculinity is evident. Yeah. <laughs> like you see people like, oh, I haven't cried in two years. As if it's a flex. Like it's not a flex. Yeah. Go speak to someone. <laughs> yeah. I guess some people don't get sad as easily. Maybe they have like a different way. Like they don't cry when they're sad. Okay. Fair. Which I totally respect. I guess that's why the green flag is vulnerability. So like, are you able to bear your emotions, not all the time, but sometimes, to Mm -hmm. somebody else? It means you're like dealing with it more regularly and healthily, not like suppressing it till it all explodes and you like 
basically run someone over with them because mm-hmm. it's so heavy. You squash them <laughs> to death or something. Yeah, very true. So if you're a guy and you felt like, and if you've ever felt like you've not been able to share your emotions with your guy friends, <laughs> raise your hand. I see you. Yeah, we, we see you. Tell your guy friends you want to have a heart-to-heart. Why not? Yeah, normalize that. Like, why is it seen as a feminine thing or yeah. only reserved for girls? Especially at this age again, like, we have the resources and the mm-hmm. knowledge to unlearn things right? that are toxic to us. Like, where are these voices coming from? It's just, mm-hmm. it's in your own head. And you have the power to undo that. And if you judge, like, if you're a bro and you judge your bro for <laughs> talking about his emotions... Then you're a prick. What? Don't act like you don't have these you're emotions. You're not a very good bro. Yeah. You're, you're not a bro. You're a suppressed bro. Oh. <laughs> and suppressed bro today. <laughs> very nice. We're like running out of time. I did want to talk about Valentine's Day a little bit. I thought it'd be cool to explore mm. where it came from, where it started. I'm just going to Google it right now. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Origins. So Valentine's Day occurs mm-hmm. every February 14th, as we know, mm-hmm. uh, across the United States and in other places around the world. Yeah, obviously, the United States. That's racist. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, flowers and gifts are exchanged mm-hmm. between loved ones, all in the name of St. Valentine. I think that's not so true. I think yeah. the tradition today has definitely just mm-hmm. been like a commercial thing. Maybe it did start in the name of like a saint. The history of Valentine's Day, the story of a patron saint, is shrouded in mystery. Ooh. Uh, February is celebrated as the month of romance. Mm-hmm. You know what? This is too long. I'm not actually... I'm not going to do this. Okay. No, I guess we can... Okay, so apparently the origins of Valentine's Day mm-hmm. is that it began as a pagan festival in February. So, you know, that might conflict with some people's religious beliefs or practices. Oh, yeah. Like the root of Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. But again... um. Like what it is today has like mm-hmm. completely transformed. I think a lot of non-religious people celebrate it without even thinking about somebody who existed centuries ago. Yeah. It's not really an act of worship anymore. I mean, if you do that, then good for you. If that's part of your religion. But I don't think the majority of people think of it that way anymore. Yeah, it's just like it seems to be just a day to celebrate love and your loved ones. Yeah, which it's which actually, is a good message. Yeah, it's really cute. I mean, we're not the authority on religious practices or belief, but what we are saying is that if you've decided that today you will be celebrating love Mm -hmm. and your loved ones, we hope you guys take time today for Mm self-care. If you don't already do that on a regular basis, you can start today. Mm -hmm. Love yourself because you only have yourself at the end of the day. Yeah. Like I mentioned, Mm -hmm. you can watch your favorite movie or stream it with a friend. On teleparty. Mm-hmm. Eat your favorite food. Take some time to journal, self-reflect. Start asking your bros to be more vulnerable with you. <laughs> yeah. Do things that make you happy. And do things that are healthy. Mm-hmm. You should always be doing that, but yeah. If today is the first day you start, we hope you have a good time. Mm-hmm. And as usual, take care. Bye. <laughs>